Hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where we go through 101 movies to see before you die. As always, I am your host, Jacob, and with me are... I'm Kat. I'm Nick. I'm James. And this week we have a very special guest who is doing a very special guest report. It is... Naomi. Woo! Hello. So, um... <laughs> welcome back. Welcome. It's, it's been, been a hot It's been a while. Yeah. You've, Since well, the dinosaurs. Which episode? I was there for Jurassic. 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 She was in Jurassic World, but didn't I you want on Jurassic episode World. two, weren't you? Like a different no. one? Uh, we did talk about the newer movie. Was it 2001 A Space? You, you did a full episode when you were here wasn't for here something. like a year ago and we never Sounds invited you back. You were on. Well, you, did a full, you did do a full episode. Oh, I remember watching Space Odyssey with Cat, but I don't think I came on the podcast. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I think you might have just been here and interjected a little. I don't know. Maybe. But, um... Anyway, you're a regular guest. Yes. Um, Hello, people. doing a very special guest report this week for a movie that is actually not on our list. Ooh, well, but it should be. It is one of the movies you should see. Yeah. Is this the first Definitely. time we've done an on-list yeah. movie? Yeah. Bring it out, 2021. Pilot, yeah. Yeah, except for that episode that exists that doesn't exist. But <laughs> yes, the it's historic. bad. <laughs> we, we do not talk about that. No. So, Spoons, Naomi, whatever we want to call you, take it away. Hi everyone, today we're going to be reviewing the 2007 movie classic that I love, it's called Zodiac. I uh, don't know if you've heard it of it or well, not. Did but everyone watch it? Yes. yes. Okay, good. <laughs> hey, I watched two hours and ten minutes of it last night and then went to sleep, but I have seen it several times before, Excellent. so I know how it ends. Excellent. <laughs> That's alright, because I'm going to do a massive recap for you. That spans over two pages. <laughs> That's so, so fine. Buckle in, kids. That. Oh my gosh, she has notes. What the hell? She has. Yes, I, I have notes. fully prepared for this. I love this movie. Don't you love when our guests are more prepared than like yeah. sentences? <laughs> hey, I always. I'm not have passionate about notes. too many things. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> just this, just this. All right, I'm going to give you the introduction. So, based on the book Zodiac by Robert Graysmith, which itself was based on Graysmith's life. Uh, in the 1960s to 70s, when he became obsessed with finding the infamous Zodiac killer that terrorized Northern California, it is also based on actual historical evidence and public records. Generated as a crime drama mystery thriller and featuring a banging cast of Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> yes. Robert Downey Jr., and Mark Ruffalo, aka the cast of Marvel before they were Mysterio, Iron Man, and the Hulk, uh, directed by my first, uh, my personal favorite director of all time, David Fincher. This movie will both have you shitting yourself in terror and laughing out loud in the space of five minutes. I have a question. <laughs> that was Did a that great sell it intro. to you? Did you like, just write that yourself just last night? Yes. Like, wow. Oh, wow. She messaged me and she's like, can we swear on the podcast? I was like, fucking out. <laughs> I was like, as long as I can say shitting yourself. Because um, like, she's just put all four of us of 59 episodes worth or whatever to shame. Yeah. <laughs> you should, you should. Just wait till I go through the whole plot. It's Because so we're like... Oh, yeah, this happened and then... Um, and they like, made this much money and yeah, you want to hear about what happened in it? We'll be here for a while. For <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, damn. Yeah, you've got a lot to live up to now, Jacob. For yeah. your description next week. I hope you'll take this week to prepare it very oh, well. Oh, yeah, so I've got yes. so long. I expect seven pages of notes from you. <laughs> I'm not even going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of good that we're doing Zodiac because, I mean, we watched Seven and we watched Fight Club, so... Yeah. I feel like Zodiac doesn't get the attention it deserves out of Finch's movies yeah. yeah. too. Yeah. It's, like it's that's good. good. Anyway, um, I'm going to go through the plot and there is a lot to cover. So please bear with me. 
is if a you've long seen way. it, you feel free wait, to fast wait. forward past me. Do you have box office numbers? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Probably for later. I'm talking about the plot of the movie. We love money. <laughs> In our favourite segment, James, how much is that today's money? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not translating from 2007. No, but you will be from 1954 next week. Yes, I will. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've just stepped into something. <laughs> All right, here we go, kids. It's going to be really long. We like long. We like long. It's not four hours, so it's, it's short by this point. It'll be at minutes. least five minutes, I can tell you that. That's so fun. All right. Zodiac, we open on the 4th of July, 1969, with the murder of Darlene Farron and Mike McGrew on Lover's Lane in Vallejo. The killer self-reports his action on a 911 call. 911 call? I don't know what a 911 call is. <laughs> <laughs> and Darlene passes away from her injuries, but Mike survives. Okay, can I just say, that was, like, such a good way to open a movie. It just gets you on the edge of your seat. Murders. Straight up. Also, Darlene's my mum's name, so that was a bit freaky. <laughs> but yeah, really, really good. It, did, it is very engaging. I will, I'll talk about that bit in the cinematography later because mm-hmm. I found a little report on it from mm-hmm. a student. Oh, nice. Anyway, back to the point. <laughs> Jump to four weeks later, a letter arrived to the San Francisco Chronicle, which includes an encryption and a demand that it be published in their newspaper or he will kill again. This letter becomes the interest of the Chronicle's crime reporter, Paul Avery, and cartoonist Robert Graysmith. The letter is then decoded by a reader except for the final line, which Robert tries to decipher for himself. Um, Then we jump to September 1969. The Zodiac Killer stabs Brian Hartnell and Cecilia Shepard on their date at Lake Berryeska in Napa County. Cecilia dies while Brian survives and Zodiac self-reports to 19... 19. I, keep, I can't say 9-11. Wait, what? No, I can't say 9-11. Oh, my <laughs> God. But also, like... I can't say 9-11. That oh scene. Like, the like, I love there's no sound for the stabbing. Yeah. Really. yeah. It's, like, it's just... It's fucked. It felt fucked. more brutal. Yeah, it's so... It's but like, oh, was it loaded? People are going to ask. No one's asking you, sunshine. Yeah, no. <laughs> do, do you give a shit that yeah. much? Don't ask. <laughs> he seemed yeah. almost he was gonna a leave. bit cocky. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, we're yeah. fine now. He's taking, yeah. like... But also, like, I really, and this is, goes for, like, throughout the whole movie, every time you see, like, the killer or the alleged killer or supposed killer, you never see, like, his face is always in shadow or it's not in frame mm-hmm. or it's covered by a hood or something or he's, he's off in the distance. Yeah. 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 yeah it's like well, and it's fitting, too, because they never know who he I is. Yeah. I think that's three. I think one yeah. of them do it. Yeah. I'll, I'll go through the um, actual events later. But I thought that was really, like, even when he's walking up and all you see is the dark figure yeah. and it's broad daylight and then yeah. she's like, oh, where did he go? And she can't see him in all the mm. trees because, yeah, really good. I liked that bit. As right. freaky as it was. So the San Francisco Chronicle gets a new letter from the killer who now names himself the Zodiac and mentions that the man is the most dangerous game of all, which Robert recalls is a line from the book The Most Dangerous Game. San Francisco cab driver Paul Stein is shortly after shot and killed and we get introduced to police detectives Dave Toshi and Bill Armstrong who take on the case. A new Zodiac letter arrives shortly after at the Chronicle with a piece of the cab driver's bloody shirt. It also states that he plans to attack school buses and Dave and Bill launch into their Zodiac investigation, trying to collaborate with Jack, um, detectives Jack Mullinox from Vallejo and Ken Nalo from Napa. 
We find both pairs, Robert and Paul, Dave and Bill, come to the realisation that Zodiac is breaking his pattern. We then have uh, Zodiac, or someone trying to impersonate him, try to call a morning talk show and speak with, speak with celebrity lawyer Melvin Belly. Uh, next, Zodiac arrives at the Chronicle Taunting Police. Arrives? No. <laughs> he doesn't personally go there. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, the that's a change of events. He's doing hey like a seven as sorry. <laughs> The next letter arrives at the Chronicle, sorry. Taunting Police. Paul and Robert go to the local bar to discuss the Zodiac ciphers. Zodiac then sends a letter to Melvin Belly for the Christmas of 1969 and through the summer of 1970, sends a number of letters to the Chronicle still taunting police and claiming responsibility for a number of incidents which we later find is most likely um, he's lying about. Um, Belly is, just acts so casually about the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, I mean, hey, if a serial killer was sending me letters job. and talking to my housekeeper, I would be moving and... <laughs> Yeah. When when you're in that position, it's more like you are the avenue to, like, public sort of thing. You're not. He's not going to kill you because of like what you provide. Well, I'd be him. worried that he'd like I'd piss him off or something. And he's he also just... a celebrity lawyer, so he's probably gotten threats like. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, like, he's like, yeah, I'll be right. It'd very much be. So did you expect something like some sort of freak out of him to like turn up? Dead, but yeah, no, but like, kind of didn't. Had you seen this before no. watching it? Oh, okay. no, that's I so interesting. had it saved on Netflix like the day it launched here, and I was yeah. like, I'm gonna watch that one day. And then, yeah, you guys said we were doing this, and I was like, oh shit, okay, <laughs> this yeah, today is today. <laughs> six, six I'm forcing later, you to do six it. Six years later, I was like, okay, fuck, now I have to, otherwise, it'll just spoil. All right, well, the Chronicle decides to stop publishing the letters. Why? The police told them to. It was a... Um, I, 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 know. I was just like, but why? <laughs> <laughs> well, to see how he reacts, which is honestly fair. Like, you're giving this serial killer some, like, a heap of attention. Like, yeah. I guess it's what they, like, say you shouldn't name the perpetrator or whoever because it's just feeding the fire, I guess. Like, like what yeah. they did with the church, um, Christchurch massacre. Mm. They yeah. didn't publish anything about him, him. It yeah about it was all about the victims yeah and definitely like it's it's like they say at the start it sets a dangerous precedent it's the yeah. same mm-hmm. thing with we don't negotiate with terrorists because if we yeah. negotiate then it will give future every people little little yeah. fuckhead yeah. out of the woodwork will come forward and be like hey i did this murder but also like you said on like the thing i like he was like claiming all these things yeah yeah and it's like, but then they kind of point out, like, well, that's just the detail that was in the story. So it's mm-hmm. like, did he do those ones or did he not? Like, well, that's what Avery was saying. He yeah. found that the reports were coming out before the letters came in. So he reckons yeah. that Zodiac was bullshitting. Yeah. Quite a few of so them. I shot this cop. I killed this person. I did yeah. this. And it's like, but did you, bud? Yeah. There's a lot <laughs> but of stuff in this where I'm like, no one thought of that, like that. Yeah. In particular. And like some stuff at the end. I'm like, mm. oh, sorry. This is never, I don't think this has ever happened before in that area. So probably the cops trying to work out how to treat it is a new thing. Yeah. And I feel so. like to serial killings, like when did the definition of serial killer actually become? I think it's very thing. modern. Wow. Yeah. 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 Watch Mindhunter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love like, Mindhunter. Really know what to yeah. no, and that's like yeah. the, how to define so what, it. What year is this set in again? Like 69. Uh, late 60s. Early yeah, so 20s. like serial killers not even really like a thing yeah. then. I think yeah, it starts becoming yeah. a thing late like in like in the 70s people start yeah. working out the term. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it's really like that behavioural sciences unit of the FBI really starts getting into the, like, what makes these people do this? Yeah. And what's the difference between, you know, like, why is someone going in, like, every three months killing this person rather than... Yeah, Mindhunter, also directed by David Fincher, just pointing yeah. out. Excellent. There's a Does lot of similarities work. in how yeah. things oh, are handled absolutely. in this film and then into mm-hmm. Mindhunter. Yes. The, um, the term and concept of serial killer are attributed to Robert Ressler in 1974. Yeah, so there, you go. Yeah. Yeah, there, you go. there wasn't really an yeah. understanding of it. James is always providing key facts about the past. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, James. Um, we love a history lesson. Can I just, like, take it back a step? Um, no. So when... <sighs> shut up, Jacob. <laughs> I am. Um, I just wanted to point out, like, when they were in the cinema watching that, like, the police movie or whatever, and there's that line where he's like, oh, we don't pay criminals not to commit crimes. Like, just before when James was saying, like, oh, they don't negotiate because it sets a precedent. Anyway, yeah. I just wanted to point that yeah. out because I thought that was... That they actually draw the line when he asks yeah. for 500,000. Well, it's probably not yeah. him that's asking. It's probably someone else. But yeah. 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 It's like, no, we're not. All right, I'm going to keep going. Okay. Please do. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Paul, who has been writing a lot of provocative uh, statements about Zodiac in his columns, then receives his own letter from the Zodiac with a piece, a piece of bloody cab driver's shirt. He then attempts to find out more about Zodiac by following an anonymous tip while Robert is on his first date with Melanie. Paul uncovers information on Zodiac's possible first kill of a young woman in 1966. Can I just say... (laughs) I cannot believe after that first date that this woman stays with this guy. I know, right? <laughs> I know it's Jake Gyllenhaal and he's gorgeous, but what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it would be the most interesting date, date like, you've ever been on, let's not lie. But then yeah, like, after it's like, why are you now pissed off that he's still doing this? Like, <laughs> you must have seen yeah. the, the massive Did red flag obsession coming? at the start. It's like, that was what he was doing when you met. If there was a serial killer right now and I went on a date with anyone, they just seemed a bit weird. I'd be like, oh, they're the killer. Yeah. They're the killer. <laughs> no, so yeah. I feel like that would be the perfect one. Like if you were a silly serial killer, right? Just make a podcast about investigating those murders and no one will ever suspect it's you. <laughs> Jacob's got a weird look on his face. Wow, okay. You've been like, a bit sus, Jacob. Like, if they were slightly weird about it, and obsessed. Mm. It's them, but like, if you just, if they were like a podcast, like, no one's going to suspect that. Well, Podcasters that... can't do murders. We're all weird nerds that sit in dark rooms. <laughs> well, that <Speak> was. <laughs> well, that was the whole thing of, for a bit there, it felt like it was, the movie was trying to be like, hey, maybe it's Avery. Maybe he's the Zodiac himself. Yeah, yeah. But he was just a little unhinged and an alcoholic. Yeah. I also thought he was a totally little unhinged. <laughs> when he went for just, that just tip. I thought he was going to get killed. I was like, yeah. all right, oh, here's so did the next I. one. Yeah, See, I was like, what an idiot. Like, why would you go buy it? Like, it's so interesting you've watched this the first time too because I wish I could go, like, I could forget it and go back yeah, and watch it again yeah. for the first there time. There was a couple of moments, like, watching it, like, last night and I was like, oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so much of this happened yeah. that I had forgotten about. Like, uh, when I first that replaces... Watched- Avery? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in this. From Friends. Yeah. <laughs> Chandler's roommate. Is it Eddie? I yeah. Think it's Eddie, yeah. yeah. Crazy yeah, Eddie with sorry. the fish. Spoons. All right, I'm going to keep going. I've got a lot to get through. Yeah. Fishing pants. Our detective team, Dave and Bill, find a man who believes his ex-co-worker, um, Arthur Lee Allen, to be the Zodiac with very promising evidence. Dave and Bill, along with Jack Mullinux from Vallejo, go to interview Lee as well as his family and turn over handwriting samples. 
That interview was nuts, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone Today, else feel that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Stan it's Finch the is acting. Directing at his best. Like it's the acting and like the minimal shots. Yeah, and it's just their faces going. What the it, fuck? It, it reminds <laughs> me like um, everyone's seen Mindhunter. Yes. When yeah. They, oh, when they interview um, what's his name? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And yep. Like, oh, the you, real creepy fucking. Yeah, guy. and yeah. it like, just reminds me of that like, a real just like direct just. Yeah. And like yeah. when he sits and the, there yeah. and he crosses his leg and it's like, okay, I'm like, he's comfortable. Yeah. yeah. He's just chill and like, and he's just off him. Like, like, bro, you're going to read the question for murder. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, those bloody knives. Like, yeah. they were nothing. I just killed a chicken for dinner. Yeah, like they're so excited. <laughs> like, no, no, yeah. no, that's not okay. <laughs> so it makes you feel as uncomfortable as like the people doing the interview, like exactly. in both yeah. exactly. and because you're like, Wonderful this person one. thinks this is completely normal. And they're so comfortable talking about this. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and you actually see the watch and like, oh boy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm a, like, you would kill me so easily. All right. They get a warrant to search Lee's trailer as he um, is Dave and Bill's most promising suspect. However, the samples of handwriting prints fall through. So we do a big jump to 1975 now. Robert is married to Melanie and Paul is on an alcoholic downward spiral and quits the Chronicle. Oh, poor Paul. Poor Paul. I love his little boathouse. Yeah. I've never seen anything quite like it. It's just so quaint and where I think an unhinged Robert Downey Jr. would end up. Like, this is a real person. Like, I feel like I could see him, if he hit that point, just mentally living in that exact house. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I kind of get, like, mad Sherlock vibes Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I saw that and I was like, all the boats are, like, parked next to each other. And I was like, yeah. isn't that, like, doesn't seem like the point of living in a boat. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not no, space. It's, it's really weird that they look all fit. It's just suburbia. On a, on a lake. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, oh, my house is floating, so sometimes it might wobble a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I'm in a house, but it wobbles. So Zodiac has been quiet for a few years. Robert decides to make a book on Zodiac in the hope that by putting all the information together, he will solve Zodiac's identity. This leads to a fallout between Robert and Paul at the beginning of Robert, but the beginning of Robert's collection of the off-the-record information from Dave, Ken, and Jack. During this time, he receives chilling phone calls of heavy breathing, scaring his family away until the book is done. I hate the heavy breathing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, I hate it. Freaky. Very freaky. If that ever happened to me, freaky I hurts. would... That would be the problem. Like, nope, nope, give it up. Bye. Yep. That's the thing. If it ever happened, it's like, okay, am I in the first scene of Scream? Or am I in, like, Intimidated by a Serial? Like, which way is this going? Yeah. Is someone in my house or am I just... Yep. Yeah, getting murdered. Like today or tomorrow? <laughs> what is it happening? He comes to realise that Zodiac and his 4th of July victim, Darlene, must have known each other. He also uncovers that Zodiac's birthday um, was revealed during a slip-up uh, with his call with, doc, uh, with Mr. Belly. Anyway, an anonymous phone call to Robert tells him the Zodiac's name is Rick Marshall. A man named Bob Vaughan has evidence of this. He finds a contact and goes to meet Mr. Vaughan, only to be disturbed by his attic, Zodiac-like handwriting, and his love for the book, The Most Dangerous Game. That scene scared the shit out of me as a child. Yeah, when I, I remember first Why watching this and having... It was an accident. <laughs> what the fuck, man? 
Young teenager, I should say. Sorry, Kat. Yeah, I remember watching this scene for the first time and having to turn it off because I was just like, Oh, yeah. (laughs) It scared me so much. I was lucky Dad was in the room with me because I would have cried. And they managed to do it all without any actual, like, nothing really happens. No, no, it's uh, it's perfect how they do it. I'll go into that later because I... Yeah. But yes, that scene scared the shitties out of me. That was the one I was most uneasy with, and no one died in it, unlike I know, you, several other You for sure thought that they were going to kill Jake Gyllenhaal right there and there. <laughs> when the door's locked, I'm like, oh, oh no. And then he steps into the mirror, in the mirror, and you're like, it's time to die. <laughs> it's like, like, is there a technique or something where, I, I don't know, it's just like that, yeah, when he steps into view in the mirror yeah. and you can't mm-hmm. see him. But Jake Gyllenhaal obviously can, and he's just standing there, like, still. And you're, like, you're holding your breath. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. There's yeah. got to be some sort of technique for that or whatever, but, yeah. Anyway. It's just good filmmaking. <laughs> it's good filmmaking, dude. Film we, 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 yeah, yeah, I'll we get into this. Don't even worry. I have a page list of shots that I liked the best. All right, unsure of what to believe, Robert goes to meet Linda, Darlene's sister, and she gives him not the name Rick, but the name Lee. This leads to Robert piecing together Arthur Lee Allen as the most likely Zodiac and with other substantial evidence from Dave. The movie finishes with Robert finding Lee in a Vallejo hardware store to finally look his Zodiac killer in the eye and then leaves to move on with his life. The film ends with the 4th of July victim, Mike McGew, picking out Lee from a line of like mugshot photos. The end credits state Lee died of a heart attack before he could be questioned further by police. Dave Toshi retired in 1989, Paul Avery passed away in 2000, and Robert Graysmith still lives with um, his family in San Francisco, and that the breathing phone calls stopped when Lee died. Mm. But the question is, was was it actually Lee? Um, Or do you just move across the country like, I'm going to go kill somewhere else now, because I think it's this guy, and they think I'm dead, so I am out of here. Do you want me to read... Things first, or do you want me to jump straight to what actually the suspects? No, go through the cast and stuff, and then we'll talk about real life, I reckon. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's fine. Um, Also, scary bits. Does it not make you question who's working at the hardware store? (laughs) 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 I was like, I'm never trusting randoms again. Mm. Um, guys, you, Lee's like, actually he, the best person at the hardware store. There's like people that have killed like 30 people. There's one's a Oh my god. Guys, the manager's a warlord. <laughs> the manager's like, a warlord. Lucy's a serial killer. Oh my god! <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> anyone listening? Do you have any bloody knives in a car? Or? Lucy's one of our friends that works at a hardware store. A hardware store in Australia. Yes. And we're now all very sus. On yes. <laughs> oh no. But like, imagine not being um, just Robert and going and being like, oh, "I'm going to go see Lee, the professional, about my uh, pickaxe or fucking whatever." You said at a hardware store. Been to a hardware store. Before? Very no, not Clearly. very often. <laughs> Just the plant section. Rick Spoons goes in and out of the garden centre entry and that's it. <laughs> but like, I'm thinking, oh, this is lovely. Lee's so lovely. Oh, no, he's just a fucking serial, serial killer. killer. You yeah, know. so facts, Access let's go. Materials. All right, um, I'll get to the facts later. Oh. <laughs> We're doing cast and stuff. We're doing oh, cast and movie stuff. Still. Trust me, we'll all get there. I've got plenty to talk about. Um, all right, so the cast is an incredible lineup of Jake Gyllenhaal as Robert Graysmith. Robert Downey Jr. as Paul Avery, Mark Ruffalo as Inspector Dave Toshi, Anthony Edwards as Bill Armstrong, and John Carroll Lynch as Arthur Lee Allen. 
would just like to point out I cannot see that man as anything else but terrifying after that movie. Yes. Um, it also He's features so Brian Cox as Melvin Belly. Chloe Sevigny, I think is how you pronounce it, as Melanie. I think she was in American Horror Story eventually, if yeah, anyone's seen she's that. she's quite big in the, like, fashion Yeah. Style. I feel like, yeah, your pronunciation is probably better than what I would have said. I feel like I butcher everything every week. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm about to butcher something. Yes. Um, Elias Cotes as Sergeant Jack Mullinex. Donald Lug, that is probably wrong, as Ken Narlow. We'll take him to sue us. <laughs> and Charles Fisher as Bob Vaughn, who also scared the crap out of me. Yes. All right, so my question to you guys is, whose performance did you like the most? Oh. I RDJ all the way. <laughs> RDJ I all the way. <laughs> I do genuinely mean this, though. The guy that plays the victim at the end, though, like the older version of the victim. Yeah. Yes. He also plays Liam McPoyle on Sunny. And he also is in Westworld. He is in Westworld. He is one of my favourite actors of all time. I do. And I do not know his name. Jimmy Simpson. There you go. Because I just looked at it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, because it's the one thing I hadn't looked up. (laughs) He is an awesome actor. Um... RDJ all the way for sure. It's just unhinged Robert Downey Jr. at half of this film. He's kind of reserved, weirdly, though. Yeah, see, I just liked it. I feel like this is. I feel like because I've seen him in so many other things, that this to me just kind of feels like an amalgamation of all that. Like he's kind of a bit cocky. Yeah, but this is before like, all of those other roles. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I hadn't seen it before I'd seen him in other yeah, things. Yeah, because this yeah. is like pre any Marvel This is, stuff. Yeah. This is the, it came out the year before yeah. Iron Man yeah. came out. But it's like, he, there's a couple of scenes of him like in the like Chronicle like office talking to his boss and it's yeah. just, they're just so good. Like, I, I love it. Yeah. I love the um, relationship dynamic between him and um, Jake Gyllenhaal. They remind me of like cat and dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're just both preparing each other to mentor Peter Parker in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. As I well think... as um, the police um, team. So I actually um... thought Mark Ruffalo was really good because I, yes. yes. I only ever see him as Mark Ruffalo, even yeah. in like just stuff that like, you know, like Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. He's like really good in this. Like, I like just... it when he's like the more serious like cop slash report, like that yeah. sort of like yeah. investigative role like he in does. Spotlight. In Spotlight. Yeah, well, like, yes. when he's that real serious like. He does drama very, very yeah. well. But him and his partner, they like complement each other a yeah. lot in this movie. Yeah. They're like and that really his cool partner just police like couple that you're quits just like. Halfway yeah. through. I know, it was halfway sad. through. It's like seven years into the Yeah, movie. I know. <laughs> I meant halfway through the movie. It's just like, oh. It's going to eat his bye. Japanese food. Yeah. 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 See, but I think that scene, like, it just drops a bomb. It's like, oh, you can keep the car. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It was like oh, I've asked for a transfer, and he's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Where am I going to get my animal crackers from? Yeah, hey, what? someone get this what? man some animal crackers. What the fuck is the animal crackers? It thing? must be a delicious snack. It must just be animal crackers. Like, do you know how we have like shapes and like chicken yeah, cookies and I stuff? Like I think that. it's just like animal shaped flavored biscuits. Was, was this was animal this just crackers. like a, a thing to build his character? I, guess. Or? I think so. Yeah. I, I feel I like if it was in Australia, it would be like, where am I going to get my shapes from, mate? An animal cracker is a particular type of small cracker or cookie based in the shape of an animal, usually an animal either at a zoo or circus, such as a lion, a tiger, a bear, or an elephant. That, cool. Is it <laughs> like placement? Or, Probably. Because it didn't really tell me anything about his character. Other than just a he little just weird. Like really yeah. oh, I think cute. it shows, though, cops aren't like... Um, 
these kind of crimes and stuff don't bother them. They have to get to work and it has to be normal for them. I mean, and he's like, like randomly talking about like yeah. a person being shot and he's like, wait, where's my animal crackers? Like, you know, yeah. that's just how they are. It's part well, of like their character. When, the invest- when they get to the scene where um, the cabbie's being shot and he's like, well, what do you want the scene on the body? Yeah. It's like his birthday. He's yeah. like, oh, it's your birthday. I'll take the body. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I think um, Ruffalo was my favourite as yeah. well. My favourite is um, Jake Gyllenhaal. I think this is my favourite character of his, like, ever. It's so funny. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think uh, I've seen him in, like, I've way more stuff. I've seen him in Nightcrawler, so and he's really yeah. good in that. Yes, but that he was a dick in Nightcrawler. I can't yeah, get over it. <laughs> appreciate the actor for the oh, acting, course. not for the character they're playing. I do. I don't know. His character kind of annoyed me a bit. In the I, is? Yeah, I just yeah. found him really stupid. I kind of... Like, Hated him that. for a while after, like, him in the day after tomorrow, that like disaster movie, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah, and like his character in that is really fucking annoying. I but don't think I've seen that. It's a goodish disaster. Is film. it like is it like the core where you just pick it apart and you're like, what the fuck were they thinking? Yeah. But what like was better? the Tom Ford movie he was in? But yeah, I think it's Oh, just... Nocturnal Animals. Yes, that oh was my good. God. Oh, Actually, this movie like made me get into Jake Gyllenhaal and then that's why I started watching yeah. a lot of his movies. Well, yeah, my point was like, like, then watching this and like more recent things has been, I think I actually like him now. Just mm. in the early 2000s, I did not like him as much. <laughs> well, I love him. Was anyway. he a Disney <laughs> kid too? Was he? Fucked if I know. Google I, it. I don't know. Spoons, you He's get going, you Google. Uh, too. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's... Um, he was that on your list? Like is Donnie Darko in your thing? No. No? That was like, like 20 years ago. Yeah. Years, that was I think like it 90s? was 90s. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. him and Maggie Gyllenhaal were in it as brother yeah. and sister. I did not know they were brother and sister till like a year ago and I was shocked. I didn't <laughs> know this till then. I was so confused. What? Did you just think they had the same <laughs> last name? I didn't even realise the last name. I just looked at her and I was like, oh, it's this chick. It's so common. Sorry. Well, for those who just got their mind blown, finding out that Maggie and Jake Gyllenhaal are brother and sister. There you go, us. guys. No, how shocked you? Look the same. <laughs> They're all just gonna be like, Naomi doesn't know a thing. <laughs> anyway, what else right. you got for us? We're going on to our production notes. Fuck yeah! So, so I'm all about. IMBD states that the estimated budget oh, was sixty-five million. Things. We just steal shit. <laughs> you got a reference. No, we don't. You went to uni. This is the purpose of review and um, commentary. Yeah, you don't have to reference you, a thing. You still reference. <laughs> no, nah, mate. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, anyway not the point. Million. <laughs> 65 mil. What's that in today's Wait, is that budget? Money? Yes, the budget. <laughs> is he actually looking at us? It's a large budget. Wow, that was Sorry. so easy. I mean, it's like 6, 17, 16, 10, 15. Oh, fucking no. 15 years is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. Um, 13 years, actually. It seems 14. like a large budget for... Sorry, 65 million was the number? 65 mil, yep. When did it come out in 2006? Seven. Seven. Oh, okay, yeah. So it would have been filmed in 2006. That's 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it would be 81 million today. Oh. 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 That's a fucking huge Thank budget you, James. for these movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are they... What? Well, they were oh, under Warner you. Bros, Paramount and Phoenix Pictures, and they're like the big... They're big yeah, but kids, like, you know? But, like, you but wouldn't, wouldn't have to do... 15 mil for this. It's pretty high, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it was mostly filmed in San Francisco, which is not a surprise. But it did actually, they did film in certain places over California where the actual events occurred, which oh, is pretty cool. Crazy. Yeah. 
Is that cool? Or is that just I fucked up? Like, if no, I just no. recreate it and a guy was coming at me with a fake knife, like, I don't know. That just seems like a story that would. But like they feel like I'm fairly certain they filmed at the lake. Yeah. But and but you've I you've got to think. Fifty years later, and the yeah. chronicle and itself. Like, yeah. Locals, it, you most people have probably known about the Zodiac killer in that area for yeah. ever since it's happened, and they know the spot. So I guess if you film in a completely different spot, they're gonna be like. That's not just down the road for me. That's oh, like halfway across the country. It makes it more authentic. Yeah. I think it's heaps cool. In the exact location. And exact that's what Fincher wants. He wanted to make it as real and as close so to the story as possible. The same so. taxi. <laughs> oh. The same taxi. <laughs> the, the, car, the car that that guy got shot in? It's the same car. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be insensitive. That would be hard. crazy. Yeah. Ugh. All right, so Sorry. it was directed by Fincher, as we've already stated, but the cinematographer, I'm probably going to get his last name wrong. Have you heard of Harris Savides? Savides? No. Have now. No. I'm not sure which way I'm supposed to say it. Savides. And I have to talk about it. Savides. 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 I have no idea. Should we, what, what one do we want to go with? Just call All him right. Harris. <laughs> we'll call him Harris. Yeah, that actually fixes that up. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> Music by David Shire and screenplay by James Vanderbilt. The soundtrack in this was awesome also. Did yes. anyone else notice that? It's got very good yes. sound. Yeah. I actually have a link here to some of the music if you wanted to listen to anything. <laughs> <laughs> because my two favorite things were like the actual, the hurdy-gurdy man song, like at the start, oh, like that's yeah. creepy oh, and yeah. it's perfect. It fits so perfect with the film and it's, um, they have it at the beginning and at the end, mm-hmm. kind of like tie it all together. And then you've got that fun, like San Francisco, like um, when the letters being moved and you've got the fun vibey yeah. da-da-da-da going on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening along, Naomi's just done a little dance. She's Actually, done a jig, guys. I think I know what the budget was spent on. <laughs> That one shot that's establishing of San Francisco and it's the big red sign oh, that yeah. says San Francisco Bay. It's the big sweeping establishment shot because that entire shot is CGI. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. I did not know that. And completely fake shot because it's well, going have San to. Francisco. Like, oh, is extremely yeah. different 45 years or whatever later. But yeah, that shot, because I looked and I went, that's not real. And they spent $60 million on that. They spent $60 million yeah. on that. <laughs> Um, I went to a website called shotonwhat.com and they say that the Zodiac was shot on a Thomas Viper camera and Zeiss Digiprime lenses. Okay, you know what you're talking about. And he edited on Final Cut Pro editing system, which was done by Angus Wall. That's right, facts. You have so much more data than any of us ever Well, Kat told me to look at facts. Not what sort of camera they use, unless it was like... I mean, I I thought it was cool. I don't know anything about it, but... Sounds like a cool camera. Someone might know that please email us if you've ever heard of this camera before. please please <laughs> tell me one. i'm sure we've all heard of the editing thing but the camera i have no idea <laughs> final cut pro yes i believe so yeah, I, I believe we should all know what final cut uni pro. Right. It's that thing. Right. Shit. <laughs> yeah it is a bit annoying all right so i've made a note here that i think it's finch's direction that makes the movie one of my absolute favorites you feel engrossed in the whole two and a half hour story because there is so much information excuse me ignore that (laughs) anyway you get so much information but the way it's fed to us keeps it so entertaining (laughs) 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 for information Lockie our recurring special guest that walks through the background of every podcast episode has just come in from a run really sweaty with no shirt on 
Hence, Nick asked how his nipples are. If you want to see Lucky shirtless, email us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Please everyone. continue. Spoons, yeah. please oh carry god. on after that. Oh my god. <laughs> I, Maybe just read that whole paragraph again. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's one of your favourite movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they yeah, heard sorry, me. I'm ahead. sure they heard me. <laughs> but no, you're right though, because like, there is so much information, so mm-hmm. many dates and places and like random people and like all the people they interview and the whole process of the investigation. Yeah. But it's so, it is so entertaining. Yeah. How they do it. Definitely. Um, uh, and yeah, it's a mixture of directing and I think editing as well. The editing. Oh, that, the scene where the... The writing? No, no. where Mark Ruffalo's partner is calling all the different counties and trying oh, to coordinate it. Yeah. Like cutting and editing love and that it. was just... It made you feel as frustrated he, as yeah. he obviously felt. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, I like the scene where all the letters are coming in and, like, we're slowly getting information. Um, but then you've got, like, the letter writing actually on the screen as yeah. they're walking towards the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty cool touch. What else you got for us, Spence? All right. So we're completely and faultlessly thrown into the 60s and 70s and credit to set design and the costume department. Mm-hmm. Um, did anyone have comments on the era on the representation? I mean, it captures the vibe pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. But no I like that it fault. wasn't like overly cliched or anything. Yeah. But no. Yeah, they didn't make the period a focus. It was just... No, it's just, this is the story. This is the world. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. No, very good. Very good. So in comment to our cinematographer, um, Zodiac uses an extremely subdued color palette and high contrast lighting to mm-hmm. create a dark and dramatic mood. And Savides, who, what was his first name again? Harris. Harris. I'm going to call him Harris so I don't stuff this up. Um, has stated before that he likes to light the room and then add people rather than light people to make it a more natural feel. What do you guys think about this? It's actually interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> doing it like feels it feels like it goes against all our teachings at um at uni cun- yeah. communications. Like, yeah. like the person rather than yeah, yeah like the room and then add people into it. It's like mm. but that's Hang how you on. get the dark yeah like the, natural. I mean the lighting in this is really good though. Yeah, especially because you've got a lot of scenes. Well, not a lot, but like a lot of the scenes of the killer are at night or in some sort of. I don't know. Yeah. Shrouded. See, that's why I thought it was really crazy so. with the lake bit and it's like clear it's daylight yeah. and you're it's getting like still. stabbed and you're like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> we're never safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrifying. Just to, just to comment on the lighting thing though, it's like, this is obviously not the guy's first film. You know, they teach you that and then once you can do that in a normal setting, then you can play with like doing the reverse. Yes. Yeah. It's not like he just goes in saying, nah, fuck that. Always, always light the, light the place first. Yeah. No, it's a technique that he uses. I think um, Fincher and there was another um, cinematographer he uses in other movies that likes to do that kind of dark moody lighting as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. which I think we see in Mindhunter as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's fucked up topics. So it's going to be bright and colourful and like, hey guys, we're on the set of Hairspray when it's <laughs> serial killers. And if you didn't add the moody lighting. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh. Sorry. It's just one of those like I just brightest. have this image of John Travolta dressed up like with a oh kitchen my God. knife in his <laughs> Now oh, that's, that's terrifying. That's yeah. a movie that I want to see. Hairspray. Also, why is Hairspray goes that? dark. Yeah, anyway. 
Hairspray in the dark. Have you seen the? We should you heard film this. the movie about John Travolta? He's like a celebrity obsessed. Yes, fan, and, and it like, only made like four grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it so random. <laughs> I saw clips of it the other day. It looks fucking hilarious. It's like, like oh, I can't even remember what it's called, but it looks so bad. I think it's called <laughs> the fanatic. But he plays yeah. like a mentally handicapped. How person. old was he at the time? It this was like recent. Yeah. What? I watched, a, I watched a YouTube review of it because I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, and yeah, yeah. We watched that together. What was it called? Was it the fanatic? Yeah. Yeah. And he gets his fingers shot off and his eyes oh, stabbed by a nice. celebrity whose house he breaks into. It's fucked. It's so I'm weird. Lucky, what? what's up? I am not a stalker. Oh, what? He's imitating something from the movie of the <laughs> fanatic. <laughs> that no one understands. Yeah, I don't think we've actually seen it, but yes, no. I got that. Hey, it was the Why Miss Review, but it's really good. The what review? Why Your you, Movie Sucks. Why Your Movie Sucks review it's, on the fanatic. Everyone check it out. Lockie said so. That's pretty good. I feel like there's probably a decent overlap of demographic listening to this podcast who knows who that is already, so. Probably. Yeah, yeah surely. Hopefully. If you listen, like, we'll do we even on. have listeners? Yeah, man. Do we even have <laughs> listeners? Apparently. My mum. <laughs> Hi, mum. Naomi. Okay, no, if you don't listen to our podcast, you're just on it. I mean, yeah, none of us listen to don't listen to our own like, podcast. Who wants to listen to yeah, two hours of them talking? Yeah, yeah we exactly. lived it. I don't True. need to relive it. Anyway, Spoon's carrying on. Go back All to what right. you were saying. So, the tangents. <laughs> <laughs> the edited pace was fast for most of the film, but slowed down for the really dramatic and intense points. I find that Fincher used a lot of camera movement for this film. My guess is he intended to make it feel like we were following with Robert mostly at the speed of his life as it got crazier and more intense. Are you doing a uni essay to us? Is it that feels what this like a uni essay. <laughs> yeah, great. I haven't done this in a while. Really <laughs> yeah. But yeah, did you also notice that a lot of movement, even like the slightest up and down someone sits, you sit with them basically. Yeah. Like, um, and not just Robert. You follow Mark Ruffalo all the time. Like, the rough. You follow everyone and it's, you know, it's like you're there and witnessing it with him. I guess it's almost like... Not documentary style, but like almost like that, you know. Yeah. Obviously, it's acted, but it's yeah, yeah. I know it makes she, it feel more real. Yeah, more definitely. Like, yeah, that speed I think is really important in like the second half of the movie. Cause, like, because obviously most most people, when you go into watching this, you've probably heard of Zodeka and know that it's not like it's not going to be a got him at the end moment. I mean, it yeah. almost is, but. That's, like, the, that's, that's important. the beauty of it. That, and that's important to get through a two and a half hour movie because you don't want to be like, well, there's not going to be any payoff at the end. But then that second half, it feels like it gets a lot faster. I know it skips a lot of time mm. as well, mm-hmm. but I feel like you need that pace to really yeah. push through once you've, like, since all the murders are done in the first yeah. half yeah. hour or so of the, mo- of the and movie. And I mean, it's a two Stabbed and a half hour movie. It's a long movie yeah. anyway. So, yeah, you kind of need that. But I think they do pace it well. Yeah, mm. definitely, definitely. Um, I think you might have noticed too. I left out the bit um, about the lady in the car with the baby. Oh yeah, and she gets pulled oh, over. Yeah. I don't think that Zodiac. It feels so un Zodiac to me that I'm like, it felt actually detached from the rest of the movie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if anyone else felt that, but I just don't like that scene. They also always talk about um, the first guy is the one that's seen the Zodiac, and they never talk about Kathleen Johns who lives, doesn't she? Yeah. Yes. And would have seen him even. Like more recently, if that was him, so well, but he. I think he only gets credit for it because he 
like took credit for it but yeah. that was after the fact again like you were saying before a lot of the letters came in after it was reported in yes. the newspaper yeah. um and there was a lot of hysteria at that time too like people yeah. were like oh my god yeah. something's happened it was the zodiac like it well, created like, a lot of paranoia you see that when they're interviewing the um people as well they're like oh his foot got crushed that's when he start. That's when the zodiac started. Yes. So like, yes, during those interviews at the police station. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, it's my, it's my ex-husband. Yeah. <laughs> Only he would do it. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've just got a little list of my favorite shots. <laughs> um, starting yeah with the um, the first letter being arrived to the Chronicle. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this weird. You can it kind of stands out from the other letters because it looks a bit funny. And you're just kind of following it till it rises to its destination. It's like, how is this one letter going to interrupt like this mundane world of like In this whole newspaper mm. office? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what's gonna? What is it doing? Why are we following it? And it's like, what chaos can one letter bring into the world? A lot. Anyway. <laughs> A fuck ton. <laughs> but yeah, I like that shot, and I like that we can see that Robert is a social pariah in the Chronicle as well. Um, and only a few shots, like you literally see Robert surrounded by people and always making comments. Um, but Robert keeps to himself and, you know, he's always looking at them and they're never looking at him. They never acknowledge him. It seems like we always see him in the space of other people, like in the big office or at, um, Robert Downey Jr.'s desk, got the character name, um, or, or at the bar being dragged there by Paul. We rarely see him in his own. Because he's kind of like in his yeah. he's over in the art department and he's like the weird kid in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's kind of good because it gives you that point as an audience to like see the rest of the world, yeah. how he sees it. Yeah, if you yeah were, definitely. If you were following Paul Avery this whole time. It's a very different movie. Yeah. yeah very it's different a very story. different movie and it would be a very like overwhelming sort of, I guess, mm. plot. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Definitely interesting. <laughs> um, you have the beautiful extreme close-up of the gun ammo being taken out and put back in yeah, at the lake. That. That's then iconic shot. Stab. 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 <laughs> stab. Stabby stab. Stab, yeah, stab. Terrifying. <laughs> so many, like... Yeah, because you hear him put it back in and you're like, yeah. oh, he's going to shoot that. Yeah, I was like... Because I completely forgot, like, watching this last time, I'm like, thinking, oh, he gets shot. But I'm like, no, that's the person in the car that gets yeah. shot. So I was waiting for her face to get, like, the blood splat. Yeah. This, you know, and then yeah, because yeah, you see her. Yeah, and it's yeah. like looking at her, and I'm like, and he's like, everything's gonna be fine. Stab, but then when he stabs her, because when he stabs him, it's kind of like in his back, and he's like, when he starts stabbing her, it's like you're watching the knife like go in, and the red lines start to appear like in her white like yeah. clothes, and it's like, oh, there's a lot of holes. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Well, I think like I've researched this before, but it was something like thirty. That like high thirties, the amount of just in her. Anyway, it's a bit gruesome. If you're talking, what? yeah, because remember, even in the movies, like he makes sure to finish off killing the girls and forgets to finish the kill guys. the boys. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, mm. continuing. <laughs> what was your? We got thought? really morbid. Like, I, you haven't seen this before, Nick. What mm. was your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, on, actually. On what did you think of it? Like any particular scene or? I know. Well, yeah. I expected it to be like way more gruesome than it was, but it's way mm. more sci- like I, I think I just have like seven in my head yeah. Yeah. when I think of this. But um, I know it's way more psychological and like just way more in your head than yeah yeah yeah. You That's think what they wanted. Gruesome and more more of the murders rather than 
than just the back and yeah. forth between them, which I like, Plus, which is like really cool. James, yeah, you had it's coming it from... had you? I also oh, have not. No. Sorry. So what did you? But yeah, I. Well, after the with the first two killings happening like right at the start, I thought that was going to be sprinkled throughout, and then we only have the taxi driver scene after that, and Kathleen Johns, but a bit yeah. different. Yeah. Um, and also, even the taxi driver one is a lot calmer compared to yeah, those yeah. And even when it right before it got to Kathleen Johns, I was like, oh wow, there hasn't been a murder in a while. Yeah. And that whole thing like stressed me the fuck out. But yeah. yeah. After that, yeah. I don't See, even think- actually, Fincher did that on purpose. He decided not to depict any cases where there wasn't a living a um a living witness. survivor, basically. Right. Yeah. So like we don't see the first murder he ever did because one, we don't know if he actually did it or not, mm. but he could have. Um, and we have, like we don't have a perspective. We don't have anything from her. She so did. what about the couple of the lake? They both. No, uh, the no they were the third lot. Oh, did he? Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because he's in the studio, isn't he? With the, with the cane. And, um, and yeah. I, I remember so thinking, that man's looking all right for someone who's been stabbed in the back several times. Oh, yeah. see, we only see him for a bit. I thought that was the guy from the very start, but... Mm. No, he's just at the end. Okay. I think, yeah. too, what, like, especially because you don't see all these gruesome murders, it puts more of the focus on the actual letters and the codes. Mm. And well, that's people Robert's trying to figure out who, yeah. Yeah, who he was. Because I think that is what makes him so notorious, is the yeah. fact that it's never actually been proven who this guy is. Yeah, definitely. And if it was from the police perspective, per se, I feel like it'd be more gruesome. Yeah. But yeah. we're only getting yeah. Robert's side of everything. Yeah, like, yeah. like Mark Ruffalo's character the whole time. Again, very different perspective. Yeah, definitely. What's happening. Anyway. Real lifetime or you got more? Oh, I've got heaps. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how long does this go no, for? No, I was just like, where are we up to? Like, what, what um, page are we on of? Oh, I'm still going through the shots I like. <laughs> Can you tell I'm obsessed? I love it. Which bit. is a theme in this movie, obsession. I'm just also going to give a shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to the moving bird's eye view of the taxi moving before Paul Stein gets shot. Yeah, that's, cool. that's really cool uh-huh. how it changes. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> All right, do you want me to move on to... What do we got? Da, 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 da. Can I tell you my favourite scene? That. Yep, sure. go. My favourite scene is when they're interviewing... Um, what's his name? Lee. Lee, yep. Lee, yeah. And the Zodiac he, killer. And he's sitting oh, there with his legs allegedly. crossed and you just get the beautiful shot of like a semi close-up of the each investigators yes head, and yeah. like as they're Incredible. reacting to this guy talking yeah. i thought i really really enjoyed that i love, uh, I love yes. that you just covered us with allegedly jacob don't yeah. want to slander a, a pedophile <laughs> a dead pedophile <laughs> who was pot, who probably killed people i'm just yes keeping well. us safe thank you <laughs> yes uh, yeah, I think but that, that is a really good piece of filmmaking there. Mm. But my favourite bit is the scene in Mr. Vaughan's house where it's really fucking terrifying. Yeah. But, like, it just builds. Like, it's little things too. It's the um, so the, the oh, shadows, I, the play I with like shadows this. and the fact we follow him in and then when he's trying to back out, we're also trying to back out and get away from this creepy dude. And, like, then the teapot's <laughs> fucking whistling and it's, like, it just builds and it's, like, oh, so intense. So with that- And it's so minimal. As well. It, mm. And yeah. it's just from the start too where he's like, oh, we could go into this cafe. And he's like, oh, no, like, just follow me home. 
Yeah, you think nothing of yeah. like he he's such a puppy, right? He's like, yeah. Oh the world's good. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna follow you. That's okay. <laughs> he is. He is a puppy. <laughs> so he is such a puppy. With that scene, right? Do are we meant to think he was involved in it with that? Because I that's what I picked up as well. Because you know there was like the footsteps above too. Mm. You think well maybe because they were friends, him and Rick Marshall, who was being one of the suspects, and apparently they used to live together. And I think that was what it was implying was. Oh, does that mean? Is this? there more? There's more than one. Multiple zodiac oh, killers. There's definitely a theory. There's the more than one. Cult. There could be. Pe- it could have been two people working together. Like that's yeah. what I think it was implying. And there's so killers much happened too as well. Yeah, where they yeah. See it in the media, and they and they copy their style and everything. Yeah. yeah. Lucky, you need to watch this movie. You haven't seen it. No. Every time I tell him to watch something, he doesn't watch it though. So. <laughs> Nor do I watch what you do. I would rewatch so it again today. We've talked about the soundtrack. Yes. All right. So yeah, I want to talk about values right now. No, I just want to know what you guys think of Robert versus the Chronicles slash Paul about doing what's right versus doing what gets you paid in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we analyze this. Okay. Doing what's uh-huh. right. So do I have to... Uh, <laughs> should I answer this from a journalistic perspective? What would you do? In this situation, I'd do the story. Yes, but if it's no longer relevant, would you help him make a book about this murderer? Because that's what he so wanted Paul to do. He wanted to help him. I think you have, like, in interest of, like, public knowledge and information the story should happen and the book should happen. Yes. Like, obviously, like, it did. But in terms of, like, publicize, like to publish or not to publish, situations like this, it is always, well, in my, like, opinion, is to publish. Mm-hmm. Like, I always think it's, it, like, especially with someone where it's a complete unknown, like, you're not essentially publishing like a name of some like there's no definitive arrest yeah, you're not interfering you're not interfering yeah. with as well. a court case like you're not you're not averting the course of justice by publishing any of this yeah which because you're just publishing like facts from crime scenes and like events that have happened so there's no kind of gray area of like legally where you're standing on facts into in relation to a courtroom yeah so by that it's always published because so it's always public interest. You think Paul should have um, helped him make the book? Yeah. Yeah. I think he really should have. Yeah, he, I think he so was too. All over, he knew everything. Yeah. Well, well except for Robert, who yeah, had every yeah. bit of newspaper, cl- newspaper yeah. clippings and everything. And also, like, Paul Avery was not in a good place. No. no that's true. And He'd I probably feel like it would have made him more. But it would probably like, worse it would have unhinged his, yeah. him a bit more. Yeah, because I mean, by the end of it, you see this, you see um, Robert's character go from this simple kind of, I guess, normal life to this complete obsessed Mm. fellow who's essentially lost his wife and children because he's obsessing over this serial killer. Well, that's the next thing I'm going to ask. For seven years. (laughs) Do you think it's right that Robert had to put Zodiac over his family? 
No. Like, that's what it was, no. wasn't it? Like, I think he could his have done it. His obsession with it was just so intense. I think so he could intense. have done it and still had a good relationship. Yeah. Throughout. He does now. Oh, yeah, now. But, like, but throughout during. the process. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't he be, like, dead now? No, he's, I don't think he's dead. I checked. He's so old. No, he wouldn't be that old. This was the late 60s and he was, like, 20s, 30, 30? Yeah. He'd still be alive. Yeah, I guess. Everyone else is dead, I'm pretty sure. Like 80s, 80s, 90s. I didn't find anything about um, him. Robert Graysmith is 78 years old. Yeah. He's still writing books. 78? Yeah. Born in 42. He's written quite a few So he was young. I'm surprised he still made true crime books after all that. I'd freaking move to another area of professionalism, right? All right. Spence, what have you got for us? All right. We're finally at the facts and the real event. Jacob's excited. You ready for this? Fuck yeah. Five confirmed dead, two injured, possible 20 to 28 total dead, but claimed to have killed 37. Remains unsolved today. San Francisco deactivated the case in 2004, and the couple, sorry, the other counties of Vallejo, Napa, and Solano, uh, they're still open today. but they still think Arthur Lee Allen was the prime suspect, although there's other stuff to, um, you know, disagree with that. Uh, there's a lot of conspiracy theories. Do you guys remember the Ted Cruz theory? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you remember Ted? I didn't even think of it until we were like sitting here. I was like, he's way too young. Like, I never oh yeah, it happened. The first event happened two years before he was even born. It's just right. hilarious. Ted Cruz is the time traveling zodiac killer. <laughs> well, Apparently, um, looks a bit like the dude that plays Lee, though. <laughs> just a bit like. Hey. Apparently, like Ted, the, there's the actual theory. Yeah. Because obviously he was born after it happened. Is that Ted Cruz's father was the zodiac killer, and like. Trump has actually, like, given support to this, went back when he had a Twitter account and made the man's <laughs> life hell again, apparently. Oh, wow. my God. Fucking Trump. How did, like, how did it start, though? Like, I don't theory. know. I don't but, know. Like, how did that start? start? He's, just like, <laughs> he's just, like, the worst person. Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> he's the rest of the normal person. He is, like, a lizard man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he is a lizard man. Hey, that's part of conspiracy theory, yeah. so... Um, also, other conspiracy theories. Ted Krasinski? Krasinski? Has anyone heard? Yes. Um, ah, Wichita's BTK killer or any member of the Charles Manson family. But that's all bullshit. How do you know? Because it's a conspiracy theory. She was doesn't there. matter. Sometimes conspiracy yeah, theories there. have been right. Yeah, COVID doesn't exist. Not <laughs> that <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, God. Get the all fuck right, out of so here. So, I've got a list of actual suspects. <laughs> Okay. You're joining us? And what are your suspects? <laughs> Car- suspects so the go. actual suspects included Lawrence Kane, Ross Sullivan, Richard, I can't pronounce that, Earl Van Best Richard, Jr. I can't pronounce that. That's a very Jack interesting Kearns, name. Guy and Co- Donald Lee Bujak. Bujak. Bujak Horseman. Couldn't tell you. Anyway, Sorry. so there is actually a lot of evidence that does not match up to Arthur Lee Allen. Plus well, the police believe him. Mike, um, what was his name? Oh, uh, yes. Wazowski. Mike, <laughs> who did the ID at the end, the young kid from the oh, 4th yeah. of yep. July, his ID choice was actually really weak. Um, they right. don't believe 
it was him. And um, the scene and lineups with, are not. Is that conveyed with the whole? Oh, he look. He has a face like this guy and points at the other one. Well, I think what I'm can understand is that the movie really needed to point it at someone to make it wrap up. Yeah, they can't just be like, oh, we we're we not sure. Like he was. They made him go eight out of ten. Whereas with this report, it's like. It wouldn't be an eight out of ten. It'd be pretty weak. Like a, like yeah, a four. And like also a four. Like, <laughs> yeah. It happens. Line, it's like a three. Lineups do not hold up in court at yeah. all. Um, also, Darlene's sister Linda never had that interview with Robert. That never happened. Okay. But she did identify Kane. Um, what was his first name? Lawrence Kane, as someone who bothered Darlene at the restaurant she worked at. So Kane was like one of the prime suspects that so, we don't hear about in this movie. You know how Robert and Paul are having that conversation and he – oh, sorry, not Robert and Paul. Robert and um, Toshi, Toshi yep. are having that conversation where he's like, oh, Darlene worked at this diner and um, mm-hmm. Lee lived like 50 yards or whatever from it. Was that actually I'm not Kane? sure, actually. Because, yeah, Kane did live close by, apparently. Well, maybe they took that element. They yeah. could have. They did have Lee. to twist certain elements for dramatisation. Paul Lee. Yeah. No, I shouldn't say Paul Lee's no. a fucking piece of shit. But like, <laughs> Allegedly. He just, well, I mean, just in general, he was also, also like... Also, Kane was... Tra- you remember the police officer that let the guy with the bloody thing go after stabbing oh, yeah. the cab driver? Because the yeah. report was that he was black. Um, of course it was. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, that officer chose Kane as the closest of appearance. So, mm. but there's obviously so still not enough Kane. to convict him. Also, all these suspects are now dead, so we can sleep peacefully. Oh, good. They won't yeah. sell. Yeah, well, if like, you were worried, how many other serial killers in the world that we don't but know? But those about? one in particular, we're all good. <laughs> okay. Right. What else we got? Um, box office release, my dudes. Yes, yeah. finally. So it Get made some. 84.7 mil USD cumulative worldwide gross. Hang on. So, it only, so made... it only made 20 million more than it costs to produce it? That's cumulatively um, over the next. And that, that means like, was that just for that year or is that like. Well, they didn't say it. This is IMBD. Well, cumulatively it's like all time. But usually a movie like this has not had that much of a re-release. Like, no. True. No, it's like not it the most n- popular one, really. Yeah, it only made money. 33 mil in USA itself. Wow. So it's more popular internationally, really. It barely made a profit. Yes, it made 50 mil. I mean, I suppose it's a bigger market outside of the US because obviously there's. 197 other countries but, but like, it makes sense because you haven't really got all these like if you t- said I, um Iron Man, if you said Iron Man no <laughs> if you said Mark Mark Ruffalo and Robert Downey Jr. right now you'd be like oh yeah I go watch a movie with them in it but yeah. at, in 2007 you'd be like yeah. who the hell are they yeah we'd be like there's that guy that was in prison for drugs yeah. and stuff and then, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like oh yeah. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. is being hired again <laughs> well this movie helped him get hired yeah. for Iron, Iron Man, Man yeah. because it kind of showed that he, he can make had a great dickhead, right? Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw that he was like playing an alcoholic and like doing bumps of coke in a bar, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's bold for him to do in 2007. Like, yeah, because no. he just came out of jail, yeah. and there was a big yeah. thing that like he was hired for Iron Man because it was just like he was in prison. Yeah. Yeah, they do took you, a we big don't do leap that. of faith with him, didn't they? Yeah, that fucking paid off because. Like, Which is good. Look at him go. Fucking richest man in Hollywood. And he's loved. We love him. Yeah. Right. Yes. 
Everyone does all the way. RDJ, all the way. Everyone? Yeah, every, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. Does Tom what? Holland been to prison for? <laughs> I seriously doubt Tom Holland. Not gone oh, okay. to prison. Fair enough. At all of them? Controversial. Even. Um, I don't know. People have personal things. We'll, we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. We'll find out one day. He hasn't got there yet. He does ballet. He's only my age. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is not the point. <laughs> I think I'm like a week older than him or something. Um, <laughs> Lucky is older than Jacob. <laughs> Continue. And I'm still the baby yeah, of the group. Yes. Anyway, so it has a current rating of 7.7 .7 out of 10 on IMBD. Should be higher. I agree. Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 89%. It's got a 4 out of 5 on Letterboxd and 80% of Google users who watch the film <laughs> liked it. <laughs> <laughs> The most important film critics. I'm Guys, with the Google. Oh my God. I'm just going to call a time out here and ask our listeners a question. If you want Spoons to come back and do more guest reports, <laughs> please send us an email. If you never want to hear from Spoons again, also please send us an email. I don't have time to spend a whole day doing this for you guys every week. Not every week, but every like, five weeks would be a huge take, take a pick Plus, of the movies on the list. Plus, we need more female diversity. I can't keep carrying the team. Oh, oh. <laughs> Pressure's on. <laughs> One of us is getting the I already <laughs> live with two guys and then spend my time recording with three others. Like <laughs> I'll do it if Sometimes I'll do it again if you find me something that corner. I really like. Deal. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. Um it had seventy two award nominations, but only won four. And they're very random. Seventy two. Seventy two, like so many nominations oh, like and it won four awards. Well, it's obviously not 72 Academy Awards. Is it? How many Academy Awards can you win? 20 something. 20, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't fucking know. And then there's other ones that are held like the week before for all those other things that are part of the Academy too. Sure. So let's get into our fun facts. We'll decide if they're hey. fun. <laughs> Is there a fun fact? There is now. <laughs> Sometimes I do. You just copy and paste it into every other segment. Remember to cut segment. this little bit of the podcast and use it Fun every fact. time now. Yeah. Fun facts. <laughs> Please. Naomi. I'm not having fun I need fun a fact. So fun. Yeah. yeah. He needs Please. a fact. Um, you're promising us fun facts and we're just getting dancing. All right. Do you remember? So we had do the... Um, <laughs> The coded letters from Zodiac. We had the first one, which was cracked, but that second one that we saw, the big page of it, was never cracked until bum, bum, bum. last year. Would you believe in last Melbourne, year. a mathematician, an Aussie mathematician, oh, yeah. cracked it, an boys? Aussie one. Aussie yeah. I mean, hey. what else do you do in lockdown? It's like Literally. months on end in Melbourne. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, it doesn't uncode anything that important. It's basically just him going, just hope you're having fun this. catching me. That wasn't me. Oh, he proves that it wasn't him on the TV show. That does. But we kind of already knew that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But still, it's nice to reaffirm that. Yeah. Um, he's saying that he's not afraid of the gas chamber, which we already knew, really. Um, and then he basically just goes on about having slaves in paradise um, in the afterlife. Which Sweet. we kind of already heard. So is he's he a bit a, repetitive. Is he like a Satanist or what? Or like, has anyone cracked down on the whole slaves in the afterlife by killing people? Thing? I think they purported that he was a Satanist because at the time, like, there was a bit of a satanic panic happening. Mm. And it just kind panic, of fit panic. with. Oh my God. I listened to a podcast about it, guys. It's really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> satanic panic. No, deeply. no, actually. In the pandemic. Though, but I think it kind of just, like, at the times, it was 
like the witch hunt of the times, you know, like who's yeah. a Satanist? Get him out of here. Oh, um, yeah. By the way, the guy, the guy yeah. who did solve it actually was inspired by the movie that we oh, just yeah. watched. Um, you said you mentioned that he's not scared of the gas chamber. Completely unrelated top, unrelated um. topic, but a woman was the first woman in like fifty-seven years oh was my killed gosh, yeah. on death row in the United States. A couple of days ago. What? Yeah. So it's just, yeah, the first time a woman's been killed. The Trump administration pushed the, it through. They pushed it through what? and they're trying to push through one more. Who was she? Which is today at the time of recording, which is the 19th because the inauguration is tomorrow. Because as soon as Biden is in office, It'll the federal off. death penalty will be finally removed in the United States. Oh, so yeah. they're just. What did this woman do? I have no idea. Okay. But. The Trump administration in the last couple of weeks and months has been trying to fast track as many it's just so deaths barbaric. as possible before it gets removed because all these people will get off death row, you know, once the inauguration goes through and Biden's actually then officially president. But, like, yeah, it's just like a tragic circumstance that no matter what crime you do, you shouldn't be put no. to death. Yeah. Because, yeah, and, like, obviously, like, she's probably going to be the last person ever killed by capital punishment in, well, yeah, federal capital punishment in America. America's Unless, fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, Kate and Point. That's, yeah, Kate, so that's Kate a thing that happens yeah, this week. That's, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. That's right. more exciting than the right word, Nick. Let's get out of the depression. We're so. We're talking about a movie with murders. <laughs> yeah, it's only going to get more depressing. It's fine. Um, so the Zodiac case actually inspired the movie Dirty Harry in 1971, which we actually saw in the movie. They actually went yeah. and saw Dirty Harry. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah. thought that was a yeah. cool fact. Yeah. If anyone's seen Dirty did, Harry. Did anyone notice the, the news intro music? <clears throat> of? No. So in, in this, there's like a moment and like there's a news intro and it's got like all the music. That music is used still to this day by Channel 9. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> was it Channel 9 that? No, like obviously it's like in America, like yeah. whatever it is, but like it was, it's just like a news intro thing. I'm like, oh, Channel is, 9 in Australia. Yeah, like as in like Channel oh. 9 in Australia, that is the intro music to their news. And I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? That must have wigged you out. Yeah, it did. did. I was like, because <laughs> I wasn't looking at the TV at the time, I'm like, is my TV just like changed? Can I bump the remote? What's happening? That fact. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's what I already talked about Oh, so going back to uh, Cinematographer Harris He actually made short videos for Madonna R.E.M., Michael Jackson And Janet Jackson in the 90s Fun time And he always lit the room first (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not in the music videos I have no idea (laughs) Um, He also worked with Fincher on The Game 1997 I think that one was and on Seven in 1995, mm-hmm. he also DOP'd American Gangster with Ridley Scott in oh, 2007. Interesting. If you want to know more about Seven, we did a podcast on it months and months ago. Okay. Last year or the year before? 2019, I think. Yeah, we should. you should go listen to it. You should really listen to it because like, it's a good little th- running joke that I have that is in relation to that episode. What running joke? <laughs> what? Do we have any running jokes? Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, what was the episode, the movie that I didn't watch a movie? It was did seven. You not I did seven? not watch seven. Oh, really? Oh my god! When, at the point of us recording seven, I had never seen the movie seven, and I just bullshitted my way through that entire hour and a half. You did the report on it. I know. Well. <laughs> oh my god! So go and watch the uh, go, go and, and listen, listen to the seventh episode. 
and listen to me bullshit and tell you facts about shots and, and going, scenes oh God, wow. and yeah, things that happened in that in a movie that I had never seen. Have you still not seen it? No, I watched it that afternoon when I got home. And I was, but I was just like, I just, and I was late to that episode, too, like that recording by like 20 minutes too. Mm. But yeah, I just, so there you go. I should have known. That's funny because there's an episode that, that, that we've done where I only watched about uh, 40 minutes of the two hours and just, just pretended like I yeah. had done the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, you just... <laughs> it's fine. Nick's smiling like, that's me every week. No, but he, he, he <laughs> yeah, but Nick it every time. That he hasn't yeah. watched yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I have no shame. Like, <laughs> well, no, I had to do the episode. I was like, fuck! No, I think I've, I've only actually done that for Strangers on a Train. I went through the whole yeah. episode and just admitted it at the end. Yeah. Um, it's been sorry. Yes. No, you're <laughs> okay. Put that out there now that that's what happened and one of my friends guessed it. <laughs> like... Cool. After that episode, I got a message. He's like, have you seen Seven? And I was like, no. He was like, I could tell. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, depressing fact. Harris actually passed away in 2012. Oh. Only aged 55 from brain cancer. Oh. Also, his oh. wife says, anyway. That's I mean, not why like would she lie about it? I don't know. She also mate. died in the same year. Oh. Which is really it's depressing. sad. Yeah. Yeah. And such a loss for she filmmaking. She did say it would get more depressing and it did. Yeah. What happened to fun facts now? Yeah. This would be fucking fun <laughs> facts, man. Sad facts. Sad facts. Just a fact. Sad facts. Please stop saying <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, we already talked about Robert releasing more books, which I still don't understand why. Why not? Because if why you, after all baby? that, oh well, after all that, would you, you not just want to do something else where no. you don't get threatened by a serial killer? Maybe it's like... Get weird voices with breathing. Yeah, you don't want breathing phone calls. <laughs> this is just no. for the audience to feel as unsettled as, as Robert did. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick, why would you do that? Last fact, there's actually a little one-hour doco on how the film was made. Um, which I have at home, and I totally forgot to watch. Um, so, oh, there could have been some more like actual fun facts. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think fun. I've said a lot anyway. So yeah. the Is last, I have one question that I want to pose to all of you. Is it? Would you watch it again? No. So you have two questions to pose to all of us. <laughs> I have two questions to pose to all of you. What piece of film made you fall in love with film and want to be a filmmaker? Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, one. Can this I go first? started the yeah, five for me. Um, so go ahead. I, I don't want to be a filmmaker. Oh, so. Well, that doesn't. <laughs> I meant for the filmmakers of the table. Okay. Well, I still me love me. film. <laughs> and I feel jokes. like it's the more, like, indie, <laughs> random movies that you just happen to stumble across that actually make an impact on your life. That, I don't know, made me kind of fall in love with film. Not the massive blockbusters, because, I mean, yeah, they're great, but you get something like Francis Ha, which is my favourite movie of all time, and mm-hmm. no one's seen it. Never That's amazing. fucking heard of it. It's got Greta Gerwig. Okay. She's I'll, the I'll lead, and I think she produced and maybe directed it. Yeah. But yeah, it's amazing. Well, that kind it. of fits with, like, Harris another quote from him was talking about he doesn't like making things too pretty because he's seen so many pretty things that are terrible movies. Yeah. Like they look perfect, but they're crap. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I'm going to, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I want to be a filmmaker either, but <laughs> for, I, it's the mo- thing that makes sense to credit the most. And it's also my favorite movie. So I love doing a plug mm-hmm. for it. But when I changed to communication, 
the, um, but before I decided to do that, it was when I saw The Martian, which Ooh, is yeah. a big blockbuster. Ooh, we love Matt Damon. But, but it's still great. And also the things that I loved from it the most were the small scenes. It wasn't the crazy CGI stuff. It was just some yeah. of the some of the quieter moments of yeah. that always made me appreciate that the most. So nice. that's that's my answer. Do you guys like Matt Damon? Just Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. I hate Matt Damon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was ready to throw hands. Oh, Nick? All right, Nick. Oh, my, no, oh. I still haven't forgiven you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, if I were to ever become a filmmaker, I would probably, not blame, but I would say <laughs> my biggest inspiration was the Harry Potter films. Because yeah. I would always obsess, I would obsess over the. Um, <laughs> that got Lockie's attention. HP <laughs> nerds, you know. <laughs> massive, massive Harry Potter fan. Did I miss something? No, you just sat up really quickly oh. in the corner of the room. I think the only reason to identify filmmaking would be to redo the last four films. <laughs> they weren't lit enough. Yeah. I don't know if anyone <laughs> heard. There's a bunch of montages strung together. It's terrible. Oh, okay. Anyway, we could go on forever about that. Let's anyway, continue. Um, yeah, no. Be quiet. I, I would obsess over the special features when I was a kid yeah. to do that. I remember like every Saturday I would like get the DVD and play the mini games you'd have to play to like oh watch God. the behind the scenes shit. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah, so thank you, Harry. Jacob. Thank you, Harry. Okay, so the one of us that actually, like, films things still. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, just not movies. It's yeah. ads for people. Yeah, so it's mine. That's um, so cool. That's so cool. It's so yeah, cool. It's so something. Mine. Still mine <laughs> SD card. Like, sure. motivation to do a comms double degree was both very much intertwined of journalism and media production is that I was like, as a kid, obsessed with like documentaries and just on so many different topics and nice. just watched so many different mm. documentaries. And my whole thing was like, I want to do that. And like, I still want to do that. So, like, it was, it's like not a. It's the perfect mashup yeah. of journalism. Yeah. And, and it's like investigating something and then like recording that process and making that along the way is what always like what drew me to it. Yeah. And I can't like, I cannot name you a sick, like a individual documentary itself but do you just have a favorite documentary um lead like a like david attenborough or something it's always going to be david attenborough naomi you don't even need to ask that question any others unless you hate david attenborough and then i will fight you and then i will oh, fight well. nick. I no i'll fight nick while you take okay. this one and I don't james can just watch. hate david attenborough no, obviously you have to love him. yeah obviously <laughs> okay. like whoa but no, is there no someone button. you like better? <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying. I've had a complete mental. I want to say Robert Carlyle, but that is not his name because that's the actor's name that kind of looks like oh. him. <laughs> Look it up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like there was a uh, what's the guy's name? I used to be obsessed with like learning history before I came to uni, so I think that's probably why I like this movie a lot as well because it's like it's very Neil Oliver mm-hmm. is the man's name. There you go. Can I can I recommend a documentary? You just oh yes, kind of course. Because I, I also do enjoy doing documentaries more than like script or stuff. Yeah. I think uh, this came out maybe five six years ago. It's called Tickled. Yeah, I remember hearing yeah. about that. It's about a um, kind of this underground like dark web thing where like. Guys have been paid to like tickle each other in videos. Like it's a Ooh. weird. Oh, is that what they did a script yeah. on Riverdale? I don't know. Did they? Yeah, I 
Oh, no one's seen the latest season because it's kind of shit. It's just me. But yeah, basically these guys are kind of blackmailed and like disgraced by their families because obviously they live in like various parts of America and it comes across as kind of gay and... Which um, is parts of America don't like that. Very, um, I know, like, yeah, very just Yeah, right. Taboo. Yeah, taboo yeah. sort of, and um, you kind of, you have interviews with people who have like kind of been held hostage to keep making these oh tickling videos. Otherwise, their families will be con- contacted, and there's a lot of like undercover like shit with like a camera and a coffee cup going to talk about like this stuff with like different people who are like connected to it. There's some really good Scientology documentaries that I recommend yeah. to people. Yeah. The, yeah. I think um, there's one on YouTube that used to be on Netflix in Australia, but, yeah, really good. Yeah. Fucking weird as all get out. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Gotta love documentaries. Spoons, what else? Have you got anything else for um, us except for the other question? Well, actually, I was going to say, has anyone been watching anything randomly recently? Oh, well, we, I we, we have a segment for that. Oh, okay, right. cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll do that later. Yeah. But yeah. Guys, would you watch it again? Because I would. Hell yes. <laughs> I um, would too. Yeah, actually, no, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say Nick and James having not seen this film before. Yes, so we said yes. Three Nick, you just said yes, you would? Yes. Yep, perfect. James? Um, no, y- yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like a six to seven out of ten yes, though. Oof. Like, this does make me want to get back into Mindhunter, though, because I only yeah. yes, first right. episode like two I years ago. I hate that they stopped filming it. I just thought, oh. It's got cancelled. Can I, I know. Can I justify Done. that to oh. you, Kat? If you must. I mean, I want you to justify your six out of ten. Uh, I said six to seven. Six point five out of ten, okay. yes. Um, Rounds up to seven, good enough. Seven out of ten, guys. That's mostly a genre thing in terms of mystery films. Like, and, and it's not necessarily a mystery, but once you've seen it, once you know the thing that happens, mm. there's an extent to which it's not as rewatchable as a drama, an action, etc. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I think this film does better than most – like most of the stuff in that genre, I would just say, no, I wouldn't watch it again. I enjoyed the movie. Like, because I really did enjoy this movie and I enjoy a lot of those kind of movies, but they're not the sort of thing I would rewatch. Yeah. This one, because it tends into the drama and the psychological is why it's a yes. Not the murders. Yeah. The I genre feel, limitation yeah, is why it's not a 10 yeah. out of 10 yes. It's a good movie to rewatch every few years. So mm. you can't – like I haven't seen this movie for a while and I think – not like obviously I kind of knew what happened, but I couldn't remember specific specific details. So I don't know. I feel like yeah, it's like going back and reading a book again yeah. after a few years. You're like, oh, I kind of remember the plot, but I don't remember all these mm. actual little details. That's and especially when like you know that you're going to be like thinking about it and recording something about it later, you're <laughs> looking at all those tiny little things, and you're like, "Oh, that was really good." Or, yeah. "Oh, why did they do do it like that?" You know. That's a good point. Whenever I'm answering that this question, I think of it as where I watch again in maybe like a year. Mm. When I watch again in ten years, when the or five years, when the pl- plot details have really been obscured in my mind, definitely. Yes. Yeah. It's like Fair I was enough. saying before. I wish I could go back in time and watch it again for the first time. Yeah. Just be totally freaked out. Like it still freaks me out, but like there's nothing quite like the first fir- watch of a great first movie. watch where you are shitting yourself, thinking like we're we're all done, we're fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, it's cool. an adventure. Nice. Would you you two would watch it again? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes? Yeah. I've seen. This, I think last night was like the seventh or eighth time I've watched this film. Like, Same. <laughs> it's been a lot. Yeah. Um. So I guess. Oh fuck, we've been going for a long time. Yeah. Sorry, that's my fault. No, um, I love it. So. 
Time to get into what we've been watching and what we've Yeah, I was going to say, like, we were almost in an hour and a half. Have you guys talked about The Dry yet? No, the movie no, that was in cinemas? Oh, I finished reading that book. Um, Good. Yeah, you can borrow it if you want. It's on the bookshelf there. Oh, but, um... I the really want to see it. It's got so it's, many good actors it in it. It is a good movie. I am recommending this to everyone listening right now. Get to your local cinema. Go watch The Dry. I mean, it's really good. Unless, unless you're, you're in a pandemic lockdown area. And then <laughs> don't go to your local Be cinema. Watch it at it. home. Then. Wear a mask. Socially distanced. Sorry, sorry. You know. Sorry. Who's in it? Is it? Um, Eric Banner. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Sam Corlett. Who is from the Central Coast? Oh. Yeah, he's in Sabrina. <laughs> Chilling a bitch to see. Like a local boy. Yeah. Well, local for me. <laughs> <laughs> for the like coastal lad. I feel like they do that story so well. Mm. It looks beautiful. Especially. You should read the book. You should really, really read the book. It's so good. I will. I'd like yeah. to, when I finally see it, when you read the book, we'll have to discuss what it, um, what your, what our thoughts are. Like, Comparing the two? Yes. Oh, yes. Well, I'm going to say a very big thank you. Oh, wait. Okay. I also watched Star Trek for the first time. Which one? Has anyone seen Star Trek? <laughs> wait, yeah. The one with Chris okay, Pine, so right? What? The Chris Pine one. So the okay, newer so ones, but the first okay, that. Okay, so the movie. Oh, the, so the, okay. not the Star series. Trek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the alternate oh, timeline. So this is, no one movie. likes this? I thought I mean, it was a good no, movie. Yeah, but like, I, I, I got more into it than watching Star Wars, it's just which annoyed the shit out of Dom. Okay, <laughs> you don't get to I'm shit on Star Wars here, even if you don't oh, like I will. it. I will destroy I will. you. Yeah. No, 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 We're no, all no, throwing no, hands no, no, anyway. No. As, someone, as someone who likes Star Wars, I'm totally fine with people shit yeah, on because it's... Shit 90% of the time? I think about a third of them suck, so yeah. that's totally cool. Okay. okay, but yeah, I thought Star Trek was actually done well. You just can't shit on the world of Star Wars. Yeah, so um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna push back anything we've been watching and reading till next week because we don't want to keep well, you guys here for lightning round. One thing: Parks and Rec, Cobra Kai. Uh, no, I, I got nothing. Oh, James. <laughs> the cricket. <laughs> the cricket. <laughs> yeah, so, because we're not going to keep you here for two hours, obviously, because that's just too long. Um, so, a big, massive thank you to Spoons for coming Yay, on this week. Thank you. Thank you. Very long and very detailed oh. and very good, beautiful report. It was report. awesome. So, yeah, thank I you I put much. a lot of work in <laughs> Well done. I hope it comes I learned so okay. much. You've put so much more effort into it than any of us <laughs> Ever have Just except about. for maybe my Star Wars one. I was gonna say your Lord of the Rings. I, oh, actually, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I will give myself a pat on the back. I did put a lot of effort into Toy Story back when. Yeah, you did. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, but spoons well done. Everyone, Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. I hope I hope you all learned something new yeah, today. I did. <laughs> and I feel like for a movie about a serial killer. We kept it pretty light. <laughs> <Most Yeah. of laughs> as light as we could. <laughs> so sad um, facts. Sad facts. Jesus. <laughs> you can reach us at watchagainpod at gmail.com or on Facebook and Instagram at watchagainpodcast. Um, leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, whatever the pod, whatever, whatever you're listening to us, to us on. on. There's so many. We're just everywhere now. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> as always, I'm your host, Jacob. I'm Kat. I'm Nick. I'm James. And we had Spoons. And we'll catch you guys next <laughs> week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.